so good for you for real for fun for everyone you're listening to out loud orlando the homo happy hour the most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind when you ask on tuesdays 4 p.m eastern time where you ask at wprk 91.5 fm you can also find our past episodes at www.homohappyhour.com I am your host, DJ Crazy JC John, and this is episode number 99. 99. And you hear him there. It's Tom the Elderberry. How are you doing? Hey, girl. I forgot that title when I posted it. I know. I'm like, R.I.P. Elderberry. (laughs) No, I fixed it. I know. (laughs) I fixed it. (laughs) How are you doing? It was the first time that you've ever done that, though. Yeah, I know. That's I was like, whoopsie. <laughs> I've been unelderberried. <laughs> I, it was the elderberry wine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This weekend, I had some really good wine. <laughs> really? Yes. Mm. And and it was all these wine. It was all these sweet red wine. Ooh, hangover. My dad had it. No, we only had one glass though. Me and my stepmother, and she didn't want to remember. So right. <laughs> so, so she had two. We told her it was one. No. <laughs> you drank the whole bottle, mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so my week's been good. So, yeah? Yeah. It's been warm outside. It's been hot. Sissy. And and rainy. It's rained a lot. It's, it's about time we get into our summer pattern now. Yeah, but it feels like this is what we should have had in June and July. Yeah, but now we're in the height of hurricane season. Right. Now it's a hurricane season and rainy season. Yeah. Every afternoon. We got lucky on our way back. We didn't have it. So let's go ahead and get into our two things. Two things. Two things. So what two things did you take from this past week, Tom? My first one is I'm too old and it's too hot to move people. Yes. I will do it if you're a true friend, but man, it takes it out of you. No, I say just box everything up and call some movers, hire some movers. Yeah, it, it's too much. Yeah. It's, I'm not in my 20s, so it's, it's harder on you. Yeah, it's way harder on you. I agree with that one. And then my second one is old people can still rock. Yes. We went and saw Roger Waters on Thursday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wow. Old people can still rock. Just don't ask them to help you move. <laughs> <laughs> he was so into it. Yeah. He played the bass. He played the guitar. He played the piano. He did the the, the pink character from mm-hmm. the wall. Mm-hmm. All of it was just amazing. The staging was amazing. Just fantastic. And for younger people who doesn't who don't know who he is... Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, yep. He was the basically the one of the two founders. Yes. It was uh, Roger Waters and Sid Roger Barrett. Roger Waters, and, yeah. And he made that abundantly clear in the show. That he was one of them? That they were, no, it was That's, him and Sid. Right. He ex- I, it started off, ladies and gentlemen, please take your seat. Now, mind you, there's four 500-foot televisions mm-hmm. that in the shape of a cross. 
And then it's like, if you're one of those people that doesn't like Roger's politics, you might as well go stay in the bar for an hour and a half. <laughs> it was the most political rock concert I've ever been to. Oh, wow. Everything, he turned it on the edge that he meant it to be when it was uh -huh. written. And me and Casper were just like, oh. Right. Pearl Clutch. That's cool. That's very It was cool. really cool. Very cool. $25 tickets. I will jump on Amway's $25 tickets anytime. Exactly. That's not bad at all. Not to see Pink Floyd. Exactly. He only did five of his own songs. All right. And the rest are all Pink Floyd's. Yeah, but he wrote them. But exactly. He's the writer, so yeah. What were your two things? My two things. The first one is Alzheimer's is hard. It's a little heavy, but Alzheimer's is hard. Um, I went and seen, I was, because of my stepbrother-in-law uh, suddenly died last week, um, mowing the lawn and had a massive heart attack. But um, I went down for the funeral, and my stepmother has Alzheimer's. And she was sitting in the front row there, and like she asked like five times within 15 minutes whose funeral we were at. Did you tell her a different person each time? No, and what was weird was Jeff, my stepbrother-in-law, was right in front of her in the casket, and she still was just like, whose funeral are we at? I was like, no, I looked at the brighter side of it. I turned to Dad, and I was like, well, at least she knows we're at a funeral. Right. And I was sitting talking to her, and then I went back to the back to sit, and she then asked my dad, hey, what, you did, I didn't know John was here. Tell him to come up here and sit. And then her son, my stepbrother, VP, she, a couple times she was like, oh, then we went out to eat afterwards. We went to Golden Corral, and Golden Corral in Punta Gorda on um, Tamiami is very good yeah. food. Very good food. Um, we went there to eat, but then afterwards we went right back home, and we were at their house, and we were talking about the food and all that stuff. She was like, oh, where is this at? And dad told her, he's like, well, at Olive, Olive Garden, at, at, um, at Golden Corral, we just went there. Oh, okay. And then she just left it at that. But I was just like, oh. They have Alzheimer's. good memories for some things, and then other oh, yeah. things just leave as soon as they get there. Absolutely. We were talking about um, my one of my stepbrother's ex-wife, and she just honed right in. Oh, yes, I never could stand her by name, and I never could stand her. She's a pathological liar, and this is Go what mom. she does. I mean, she just went right into all these reasons and was telling these stories, and then the next thing you know, she's asking my dad to call me when I'm sitting right beside her. <laughs> just something jogged her memory. Yeah, yeah. And she did remember when we were at home, um, my dad was talking about different stuff that he was supposed to get done, but my stepbrother-in-law, Jeff, was supposed to help him. And <laughs> Eddie, my stepmother, pops up with, oh, but he's dead. <laughs> he died on us. And I'm like, well, she remembered he died now. So it's really hard. It's really select. Not, it's not selective, but it comes off as selective. But it's, it's it's not. It's not. It's just different things happen. And it was happening worse at night, like in the middle of the night, she will forget who she is. Sundowner syndrome. The, yeah. But this was in the daytime, um, in the evening time. It was also happened in the morning time. Yeah. So um, it's, it's hard. So it's progressed. Yeah, it is. And the second thing goes along with that is that blood does not make family, meaning my this was a, a weekend where I was with a step family and step you know 
my step family and and it was just as much as a family gathering as it was with my blood family exactly yeah i mean of course my blood was there my father my sister and i but but yeah and so blood blood does not make family no we make our own families mhm the cho- the ones we choose to love right right and so those were my two things this past week there's not really much that i've seen gone on local um this week next week will be next tuesday night will be the comedy night at savoy i saw that tor hyman um she is leaving mangoes but she won't be on mangoes on wednesday nights anymore i did see though that lock that april fresh and oh gosh i forgot her name again (laughs) <laughs> are doing Twyla Holiday are doing their their Tuesday night gigs at Secrets Club Secrets and Kissimmee and Drag Bingo tonight is at Tactical Brewing with Brendan Bunting O'Connor carrying on the taffy tradition okay that's cool and that's on when. in Baldwin Park in Baldwin Park yes okay then I know that there's um, Boots Boots is tomorrow night at Saddle Up and tonight is also Twisted Tuesdays, as usual, at Southern Nights. And then all the drag brunches. Yes. They're doing Hammered Lamb with Blue and Darcel. Yes. Is this Saturday? Or, I think it's on Saturday. I think it's there. Saturday. Oh, I have another, th- uh, speaking of which, I have another third thing. I'm getting my monkeypox vaccine today. So I would say practice what you preach. Exactly. <laughs> so I had three things I took from this week. But yeah, I'm getting my monkeypox vaccine after this. Um, Miracle of Love. And uh, Stafford House. Sa- Stafford House, but through Miracle of Love and Bros and Convo. Um, it has been put out to the public now so we can say it and put it out there that you can call them. Uh, it's an appointment based still through DOH. Yeah, you call them for the appointment. The DO it's still through DOH, but you they'll do the paperwork and get everything done, and then DOH will give you the jab. Yeah, it's which not really is great. A jab, it's a prick. A jab goes all the way in. A prick would just go under the skin when they do it. And it's really nice because I think that's part of Daniel Downer's Bros and Convo. Yes, and the black and Latino population seriously are the ones that are getting it and are very underserved getting the vaccine. Yes, very much so. So there might be some available. You could call Stafford House um, or Miracle of Love today before 7 and see if you can get in. Yes, because they're doing them, I think, today and tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you can call them to see if you can get in. That's Miracle of Love or uh, Stafford House. Yeah. I would just call Miracle of Love myself. I would too. So, there are some stuff going on. Again? This time it's in California, thank goodness. But Texas and Virginia already have similar laws on their book. But you could soon get in legal trouble for sending unsolicited nudes on hookup apps, texts. I'm trying to see where it was. Um, if you read... Um, if, if it's hookup acts, text, email, or any other electronic means. Hallelujah. Yes. What do so, they call that? Calif- they, yes, what they're calling that is cyber flashing. Cyber flashing. So California soon may adopt a law, and by them it's Senate Bill 53, and it was recently and unanimously passed. It's a law targeting so-called cyber flashing, the digital equivalent of showing your stuff in public. 
Um, the bill, if signed into law by Governor Newsom in California, would allow anyone to sue another person if they receive unsolicited sexually graphic material by text, email, app, or other electronic means. So the law is not meant to stop any flirting on hookup apps. It's just meant to do the ones that airdrop it all of a sudden. The unconsensual ones. Yeah, unconsensual ones. Because this sort of harassment happens to women more often than men, at least one study has shown. And about 53% of of women between ages 18 to 29 said that someone has sent them unaccepted unsolicited sexual explicit material in the past. Can you believe it? Only 37% of men in the same age range said that. Yeah, we can blow it off better, I think. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I think, too. And, And also, with women, it just happens. I mean, with women, it just happens that they get sent, a guy just sends them and drops the pic of their stuff, and then it's like, what? I do that. It's like, what? You yeah. have a notification. Oh, no. I know. No, no, no. You have a new message to check. I bleach. It's like, oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> I thought you were saying I bleach. Like, they were sending you a picture. No, I'm I bleaching my eyes. And they were saying I bleach. I'm like, okay, I can see how you bleach. But, but so both California and Virginia's laws allow anyone who receives, receives such images to drag senders into civil court and sue them for financial damages. However, Texas's law, which was passed in September of 2019, made it a Class C misdemeanor published by a maximum fine of $500. Most people may not want to spend the time and money required to prosecute such an offense, but unsolicited senders should beware. Yeah, seriously. That is crazy. I mean, can't you just ask first? Exactly. Just get consent. I mean, that's the best thing is just to get consent, you know? I think that's one thing that's been spurred from the Me Too movement is people are just saying, no, I've had enough of that. Yeah. I don't like walking into a bar and being pawed over. Exactly. I don't think anybody should. Consent is the thing. And I hope that it happens in the gay world, too, because I do know, like, going to Club Orlando, people can be kind of handsy. Mm. And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't go there now, not till after I got my monkey pox. <laughs> yeah, no, so. Vaccine. <laughs> I wouldn't. There's too many touching going on. But but what I'm saying is that even there, I'm hoping that consent is, is taken better than it used to be. Yeah, just ask. Because. It seems like it's a really easy thing. Would you care to swap pictures? You know, just don't send it blind mm-hmm. to somebody. Exactly. Because it's That's it's no shocking to open it and it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's no different than just flashing somebody like, they, like they're like they calling. That's what it. I was going to say. Do you have to wear a trench coat or something? Cause right. Is, is there a, 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 an outfit that's required? <laughs> right. <laughs> Go from trench coat and then it opens up when you open the mail. It's, it's a it's a GIF and where it opens up and there <laughs> they are. It's the canyon. <laughs> that would be funny. Nasty. And going going from showing your junk to finding some junk. <laughs> okay, good segue. Archaeologists discovered a huge stone phallic symbol in ancient Roman ruins. It is 17 inches long, and it may be the biggest example from ancient Rome ever discovered. This is actually really fascinating. It really is. 
whenever you read it, in the modern world, stumbling across the image of a phallic symbol scribbled in Sharpie on a bathroom wall or carved into a wooden table is considered juvenile at best and vandalism at worst. Yet for ancient Romans, who empires stretched up to England and across the globe from Spain to Mesopotamia, phalluses were an essential piece of decor and considered a luck, a good luck charm. That's amazing. Yeah. Many of these adornments have been lost in time, but this month researchers have uncovered the largest phallic carving on recorded at a Roman and Iberian archaeological site called El Hiran in Spain, in north southern Spain. It was carved into limestone at the base of an uncovered Roman building. It measured nearly 18 inches in length, close to 6 inches in trunk, and almost 4 inches squared where the lower, where the goodies are. Oh, the berries. Yeah, the berries are. So they came out and they said, today we have find, we have a find that's quickly become the focus of the excavation. This is a phallic relief that has appeared on one of the ashlars that form the northeast corner of a Roman tile, um, pile, tower. Um, it says these types of representations were common at the time, despite the vision one may have today. So it does go in, and it's very common to put them on the, on the facades of houses or them to be a small amulet that they wear. Yeah, but this is like B.C., Yes. yes. It, that's amazing that it's been this long and it's just now being discovered. Yes, and like, it was a symbol of, ver of fertility. It was viewed as ancient Romans as a symbol of protection and good fortune. It's been found in droves at other famous archaeological sites. From that's amazing to find an 18-inch phallus. Phallus, yeah, from the ruins of Pompeii to Hadrian's Wall, which roughly divided Roman occupied England from Scotland. So it's been they've been finding them all over and this is going this was first the site of this one was um, first ex excavated in the 1960s and become known as important site of ancient Iberian culture. That's fascinating. Just the whole thing is fascinating. So what they did was they dismantled the town and converted the old Iberian fortifications into pure supporting architecture. And that way it, was, it gives it a much more complex history than could be expected, you know, just by finding them. I just think that is so neat. And so they conquered the town and put that on everything. Right. Wow. Right, and there's still they said there's still many more mysteries to be uncovered at El Higuron, um, but this phallic relief stands as a reminder that one group's p a symbol of power and good fortune may also be a sign of destruction for another. Yeah, because they were completely Which, conquered. Exactly, because it was completely conquered. It down. blows my mind that it's probably at least 2,000 years old and they're just now finding it. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, schooling can get you a lot of things. Yes, it can. And a, an archaeology degree is good. Yes, it is. But you know what degree isn't really good? What? Lesbian dance theory. Yes, that's what I was just about to talk about. That is just where I was trying to get to. Um, I mean, can we? Lauren Bobert. Oh, Lauren. Oh, Lauren. She has now been ridiculed after she angrily attacked lesbian dance theory classes, which whenever I, after I read this, I was like, I've got to look up lesbian dance theory. And there is, there are actual classes 
There are. There are. There's classes in dance. And dance. And queer studies. And, yes. And queer history and theory. Which is where... But there's not one that combines all of them. But Exactly. She was responding to comments Biden made last week about how he believes Republicans and Donald Trump are a threat to the institution of democracy. And so what she said again is, now uh, now you need to vote to literally save democracy again. Um, how in the heck can Joe Biden call America's first conservatives a threat to democracy with a straight face and a dry diaper? He's the one who allowed millions to invade our southern border. He's the one who is robbing hardworking Americans to pay for Karen's daughter's degree in lesbian <laughs> dance theory. You know, as soon as she uttered those words, Rhonda was drawing up legislation to remove That's her from the school. Exactly. And the super PACs are kicking in money. That now I know lesbian dance theory is going to be there with critical race theory and don't say gay. Well, I wouldn't know. Just asking for a friend, where does one take lesbian dance theory classes? Exactly. Because you know right now, somewhere out there is choreographing lesbian dance moves for all of us on TikTok. And I personally live it. I can't wait. Yeah, people just went on her. Someone's like, why is the GP GOP so obsessed with gay people and lesbians? Someone did ask, you know, asking, where, where do I want to take lesbian dance theory classes? I pay taxes and I absolutely support students majoring in lesbian dance theory. <laughs> My f the funniest one I thought was if you've ever been to an Indigo Girls concert, you already well versed in lesbian dance theory. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the Indigo Girls. But this is coming from a lady that got her GED after failing it three other times right before she went to Congress. So I'm going to take yes. everything she said with a liter of salt. She did not graduate high school. She did not get her GED until right before. And she there's went to no. Congress. Shame in GEDs. And she's not, no, there's no shame in that. But I'm just saying that she didn't get it until before Congress and she doesn't have any college education. Well, that's apparent. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> in lieu of tonight's Antifa meeting, Antifa meeting, we will have our first lesbian dance theory class. Our first dance will be called the Pork Slider. slider. The Pork and Slider? It, the Pork Slider, an interpretive remake of the stomach cramps Lauren Bobart caused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and someone does say, which it does, um, lesbian dance theory sounds like a fun class, actually. <laughs> It's just made up. Someone says, I'm going to start an all-female band called Lesbian Dance Theory. Who's buying tickets? I'll go. I would, too. I'll go. I would transfer to a whole new school in a whole different state to take Lesbian Dance Theory. But it's sort of just like a catch-all term for something that they don't understand. Yeah. Yes. I mean, because dance majors, they're really, uh, that's a major. Yes. And queer studies, that's a real major. Yes. But taking this and just putting it in a word salad blender and shooting out catchphrases is just tiring. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> that's the way it is. I know. That's the way it is. But girl, it's, I mean, seriously. It's sad, but yeah, they did it with critical race theory. You know, that's nothing that... You, but that's at least a thing that's available yeah. in college. Yeah, that is a real thing. But it's available in college. They took that and made a, made something of it. Now they're doing lesbian dance theory. <laughs> it's people that don't know what they're talking about twist it into something that's just, for us, comical. 
Well, you know, my definition of lesbian dance theory, you have two different kinds of lesbian dancers. You have your butch dancers that do just the step back and forth. You, then you have your lipstick dancers who just dance like a straight girl. Yeah, my lesbian dance theory was taught to me at Faces <laughs> in the 80s. Yes. <laughs> and then at the place that they opened by Parliament House that was the used to be the Dancing Waters place. Do you remember that? No, that was no. before your time. No, I remember Faces. I've been in Faces whenever they were open. Faces was it. That was yes. the it was the male equivalent or the female equivalent of Hanks. Yes, my sister's girlfriend at the time Always, when they came to town, wanted to go. My my oh, my sister wanted to go to Southern Nights, but her girlfriend always wanted to go to Faces. I was friends with all the the queens that performed there, so it was uh, fun mm -hmm. because the girls took on a different thing with the drag that was there. Yes, they were. It, it was you could go to the Parliament House and see one sort of drag, and you could go to Faces and see a completely different sort of subversive drag. Yes, yes, yeah. <sighs> They love their old school drag too. Yes. Very much so. That's where Lana Lane was for a long time. Lana Lane. Lisa Lane? Lisa Lane. Lisa Lane, the, the Spanish? No, no, no. Lana. Okay, Lana. Uh, it was the first transgendered, um, actually had surgery in the early 80s here. Oh, okay. She was a hairdresser. I did not know that. Yeah. Never heard of her. I, any, Lana Lane. I think of Lana Lang from, <laughs> from Superman. Right. <laughs> so just to get out of the U.S. for a while, there are LGBTQ venues in the U.K.'s cap gay capital of the North, which is Manchester. They're being accused of extreme racism. Why? We've kind of gone over some of this story about... Um, about gay pride in America and how our gay pride, it's mainly white twinks, muscle bound or bears um, and leather. You don't see, though, many people of color. No. You don't see any. That's why, like, we had that, um, what is it, the people of color's pride that they had the week after that I went to. Yeah, that um, was fun. That was a lot of fun. And the second anniversary will be coming up soon, I hope. Yeah. After, yeah, in October. Right after, yeah. In October, right after our pride. But, so so the same time of thing has been happening around in their city, in Manchester's Gay Village. There's several venues, and the, there are several venues in the heart of the Gay Village in Manchester, Northern England, being accused of racism and racial prejudice by people of color. Ten different black, Asian, and Latinx people who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender told Vice World News about racist incidents with staff and customers in or around the city's gay village. They said they've been called Paki. Wow. They've been called for Pakistani I know. and Middle Eastern. They've been called the N-word. Um, Just slurs. And, and other slurs, yeah. And they've been blocked from entering venues because of their race. Wow. It's horrible. Um, and now these claims aren't anything new. They go from just a few weeks uh, ago to before COVID. Before COVID. Um, and this comes up as Manchester Pride celebrations takes place this coming weekend. Right. So I have a feeling that Manchester, Manchester Pride is going to be inclusive now that this has been brought out. 
Right. They're going to make a point to. And Manchester is known as the gay capital of the north with um, LGBTQ historical landmarks fill in the city. It's the main area for LGBTQ nightlife. It's one of the oldest and most established gay communities in Europe. They had more than 200,000 people attend Manchester Pride in 2019. And this weekend, organizers are expecting even bigger numbers, of course. And of course. to bring it back across the pond again, we're having that exact same problem in New York City. Yes. At a club that's now closed, thankfully, called Motel 23. Oh, really? Michael Cohen, who is one of the city's top promoters, mm-hmm. was has been accused of groping or pressuring men to have sex, send nudes when they show up at the door if they have people of color with them. You can go in and it's $250 for your friend. <gasps> or you can go in and you have to buy a $300 bottle of liquor. Oh my gosh. So Cohen was 40 at the time, promised people gigs, very sherry pie. Uh-huh. And some of the people that are now coming out about this were like, this is just absolutely beyond the pale that this was happening. Actually, one one door down from where I lived in New York at 23rd wow. and 7th. So it hit like four days ago, and lo and behold, the place is now closed. Oh, my gosh. So I don't think you would close a big booming bar in New York if there was right wasn't reason right. Um, it just July 29th of this year, this guy named Lucky Roy Singh was told "Get out, you packy!" by a security guard at Via, a bar in the Gay Village. And Singh is the house mother of a collective house of spice, the LGBTQ group of people of color who live, work, and perform across Manchester. That's crazy. They, the group of six was holding a meeting in the city center to discuss upcoming gigs, then decide to go out in the gay village. And then here he gets told to get out, you packy. And I've been to the UK. It's it's fairly well blended. It is yeah. a majority of white of white people. Yes. But it's been blended over the past 20 years with Algerians fleeing and Libyans fleeing. And there's always been that whole. Right. The best Indian food you can get is in London. Right. Right. I just can't believe that they would. That's just. I can in a way because you see you have it everywhere. I mean, we talked about having it here. You know, it's just time for enlightenment. Yes, it is. It's time for change. Big time change. I can't believe we're like going right through this. So did you watch RuPaul's Celebrity Secret Drag Race? I haven't, but I've been reading the spoilers. Oh, good. That's how oh, I've been that with Brig Brother. I've been reading the, um, the, the spoiler sites that have all of the. I can't wait for Wednesday on that. Me neither. Oh. Me neither. Oh, girl. No. I so hope Kyle goes. Snip. I so hope he goes. I hope they never put him on The Amazing Race. I think what he did was just... They're not going to be on Amazing Race together as from what I've read from the live feeds. I, that does... Ooh. The pool floaty? Yes. Oh. Yes. Wow. Mm. I've been because I love reading the spoilers and that's how I feel about RuPaul's celebrity. Yeah. So I love I, I love how the the it's it's like trying to be like the mass singer, you know, in a way, but they're in drag and I love watching it and I love watching the 
different people once you learn who they are because I can't peg any of them but once you learn who they are Taylor Dane was the owl Electro owl Electro owl yeah Taylor Dane I think they had to do all the lashes on her to hide her facial features yes yes that's what they did to make it the owl to do that cause yeah um the girl from um the woman from from Loretta Divine Loretta Divine um what's his name um, uh, Tom Felicia Tom Felicia from from Queer, Queer Eye. Eye and that's funny because Carson was one it's one of the one It was the, almost a little reunion. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see if there are any are any other Queer Eye guys in there cuz there's, I've read a spoiler. Uh, there's somebody that does a recap that as soon as it started, they picked who they thought. Uh-huh. And so far, they've been really on. Oh, wow. I'm like, wow. How'd you call that after the first show? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot of investigating, having to go back and forth over it to watch it. A lot of investigation and a lot of knowledge of celebrities because they don't just have. No, it's been kept it's, secret. It's very different. You know, the celebrities that have been so far, they're not just one genre of celebrities. Uh, no. Unless you just have to go back through your, you, you know, go through and say, okay, who all does RuPaul know? <laughs> and I don't think it would be any of those people. Right. I wonder if she even knows who they are. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure she, she does. does. Absolutely. I'm sure. And of course, you know who always knows is the girls, Juju B. Um, yeah, but they can't leave Brooklyn Heights. Yeah, they can't say a word about Monet it. Exchange. The Monet Exchange. Yeah, they can't leave. They know who they are, and they know where their bread's buttered. Yeah, Mm-mm. what a great, but what a great idea having them three on there as the drag matrons. You know, the superstars. I just, I'm really liking it. Somebody to style them. Yeah, yeah. And they really, I tell you, Rue seems to really like Lollipop or whatever her name is. Poppy. Oh, yeah. Poppy Love. Poppy Love. Yeah, Rue really likes Poppy Love. She won the first two weeks. Um, and Rue seemed to really like her. And I like her, too. Don't get me wrong. But I think there are some of the other ones that are showing more improvement than she has. Right. Like Chick. Yes. Chick, Chick LaFay, I, I'm actually in love with. Who do you think that is? I have no idea. I have, really? I have no idea who any of them are. I've tried to figure it out. I'm, I'm, I can't fathom what star, what star they are. Oh, it's lots of makeup. Yeah. Lots and lots and lots of makeup. Contour, makeup. I was surprised with Billy Felice. His Tom Felicia? Or Tom. <laughs> Billy Felice. You mean her wood. Jackie Wood. Jackie Wood. What a tuck. What a tuck Jackie had. I was just like. Duct tape does wonders, child. I w- yeah, but even I for mean, him. All yes. of a sudden you have breasts. Now, one thing about him, as when he was in drag, he was still kind of. Wooden. Yeah, he was still. The way he moved was just like. A grandma. Uh, you grandma look drag. like a man in drag. You look like a man in drag. I think we all kind of do when we first put it on. Not me. I've always been a good heels wearer. Mm. I've always been able to walk in heels so well. I was born with heels on. Kitten heels or stilettos? Stilettos. Nice. Not, not, no, stilettos. I like a heel. I like a platform stiletto. It gives me height and it makes you, it makes you stick. Changes your posture. Yeah. 
changes your posture big time. My friend was asking me about that yesterday. He's like, do heels really change your posture? I'm like, stand on your toes. Right. And walk around on your toes. And that's what you're going to be working on. Yeah. He's like, so my calves and my my glutes. And I'm like, that's exactly what yeah. it's going to work. Because when you get home, that's what's going to hurt. That's what's going to hurt. The next day, that's what's going to hurt big Especially time. Especially the calves. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, guess what? Lots of makeup, what? No. Country music star Jason uh, Jason Aldean, his wife, Brittany Aldean, has caused a little bit of social media stir. She stirred it, child. She stirred it big time. Brittany Aldean is her name. And she, she put out there, let me find exactly what it is, because I was just like, what? I couldn't believe it. What, what was your quote? I need popcorn to read this. She's Yeah. She was like, I'd really like to thank my parents for not changing my gender when we met through my tom when I when we met <laughs> when I went through my tomboy phase. I love this girly life. And it's a picture or a little video of her being all primped up and makeup and hair. So then That's just wrong from the go. Right. That's very wrong. And what's even worse than that is her husband, Jason Baldine, he he even con he he replied to that. I'm trying to find where it is to read it. But he pretty much said, LMAO, I'm glad they didn't too, because you and I wouldn't have worked out. Well. Well, that's how it began. <laughs> that's not how it ended on Instagram oh and the other thing what's even worse than she says this and guess what's playing in the background Upgrade You by Beyonce who happens to be a highly trans supportive person and the album is very queer culture and yes. black experience and so positive she, so she has that playing in the background while she uh, t- while she puts this out there that you know while she puts this, tw- this tweet this irony and, it was actually a post out there. So even though it was done like that, there were a couple people and there were names that came to our our defense. Cassidy Pope and Morin Morris. Yes, that's where the names are. Thank you so good. And Morin Morris is one of the women that sings in the Highway Women with Brandy Carlisle. Yes. And and Pope, Chastity Pope, was not having it. She didn't name, she didn't name the Aldine, she didn't tag them, but she put out there in a tweet, you'd think celebrities with beauty brands would see the positive including LGBTQ people in their messaging. But instead, here we are hearing someone compare their tomboy face to someone wanting to transition. Real nice. Uh then Morris replied say with it. Um, Morris re- then replied with her support for Pope's view. And then this other person with the last name of Owens, who is a conservative activist and talk show host. Candace Owens. Candace Ugh. Owens. She jumped in, sending it to Morris, saying, it's easier to not castrate your children, but I guess whatever helps sell, sell bad records. And so Morris replied, oh, oh my, my God, God, not, not you. you. 
My Grammy is positively sobbing right now. <laughs> also, why do y'all always go to castration and pedophiles to try to shut an argument down? It's honestly concerning and worth looking into. You sound like a 15-year-old girl on TikTok. You're in your 30s. Grow up. What, when, you chop a, when you chop a phallic part off, it is literally the definition of castration. Oh, wait a minute. I'm That's sorry. Candace Owen said Candace that. Candace Owen came this back. This is the back and forth. Yeah, Candace Owen came back with, you sound like a 15-year-old girl on TikTok. You are now in your 30s. Grow up. When you chop your part off, it is literally the definition of castration. Also, I said groomers, not pedophiles. Got something else in your mind you want to share with the classico? Okay, I have a little part with that to say, and that is that whenever you um, have a change, a, a gender change, you do not chop that part no. off. It is slit and then made into another part. Uh, yeah. And My it, favorite part of it was at the beginning of it, though. Okay, the, yeah, so then the Aldines, they're not on Twitter because they called her, a, um, Karen Morris called her a Barbie. Insurrection Barbie. It's called her Insurrection Barbie. And so, um, she, so she went to her Instagram account and she says, Karen Morris, thanks for calling me Barbie. Yeah, but the whole quote was, it's so easy to not be a scumbag suit human. Sell your clip-ons and zip it, Insurrection Barbie. Yes, yes. At that point, I was on the floor. Yes. And the back and forth was incredible. And then even Mar Marin Morris was like, if it's confusing to you, it's because you think we're fighting over politics. We're not. This isn't political. We're calling someone out for being transphobic and thinking it's hilarious. It isn't. And I would also like to say that LBG... LBGTQs have clear skin without whatever you're pushing. Uh-huh. They were going for each other. But it's not the first time the Aldines have riled up non-rightward-leaning segments of the country community. This um, part was gross. Right. They had their children modeling hiding from Biden shirts. Mm-hmm. So... Morris referenced their politicizing of the kids' clothing line in response to an IG post of Pope's. You know, I'm glad she didn't become a boy either because we really didn't need another dude and we didn't need another um, a-hole dude in this world. Right. So I'm like, yeah. So Morris also then wrote, sucks when Karens try to hide their homophobic transphobia behind their protectiveness of the children. Weren't they putting their kids in Biden is a pedo shirts on social media? Sounds like a real safe way to protect them from millions of eyes. I'm like, oh, my gosh. They were just going back and forth. Then Pope's latest IG post had her smiling in front of a London backdrop and writing point of view knowing you've got under someone's skin you don't like in the first place well Brandy Carlisle jumped in it this morning that's what I was going to say there are other people that have jumped in on it but it's funny the people that came to her defense were like Tommy Laren yes I would Candace Owens yep why don't why don't you get big stars that want to back up what you're saying besides Kid Rock and Ted Nugent. Right. Right. Blue. That's just so, I just found that so funny when I was reading that. I'm going, oh my gosh. I just couldn't believe how bad they came for each other so quickly. 444. Yay, make a wish. <laughs> Yay. Um, I, I don't understand why they did that either. 
I I was just though I was really impressed with the people that came out and spoke up against Absolutely. her. Absolutely, it was like because lo- they're comparing a tomboy phase to something that's not. It's apples and oranges, mm-hmm. and exactly. it's oranges because they don't even understand what they're talking about. Right, right. It's just we're going to slowly give the love and tolerance of the gay agenda away to everybody. Just give it away. That's a, just treat everything back with love, and you're the one that'll be on top. I hope. So there's a musical version of The Eyes of Tammy Faye that's coming out. Speaking of makeup. Right. Speaking of makeup, there's a musical Tammy Faye tells gay icons life story with score by Elton John. That'll be fantastic. That is going to be great. Elton John doing the score for uh, Tammy Faye's life. And that's what it is. A lot of the young children listeners may not know who Tammy Faye is. She is a woman that um, married. She grew up in a in a Christian home, in, in American Christian home. She met her husband Jim Baker in 2000. Or no, I'm sorry, she died in 2007. She met her husband Jim Baker, and she had lots of makeup, big hair, and they were both a hit. They had their own PTL club, which was short for Praise the Lord Club, and they had a fall whenever Jim Baker was arrested. Because they were accepting money and not, they were pretty much embezzling money. Yeah, at the PTL, uh, the the vacation spot they had in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. In Charlotte, Heritage USA. That's the name of it. And they had a, yeah, they did. They had a theme park, a Christian theme park in South Carolina called Heritage USA. In its peak years in the 1980s, it was the third most popular theme park in the world behind Disneyland and Disney World. We went there in 1987. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I, was, I had won a sash, so we were doing a leather contest in Charlotte. And we, uh, no, Columbia. And we went to Heritage USA, and we all had a gay kissing, and they kicked us out of the park. <laughs> and they also had, like, the Mall of America attached to it. Right. Because they got to make their money. It, it was all just about that. Yeah. That's all it was about for them. But, but, but Tammy Faye herself was just very— Christian. Christian. She was very true Christian— um, even though they were televangelists, she still she helped people. She's one of the first people that in the in the time of AIDS that people were saying you shouldn't touch anybody. Don't touch them with AIDS. You might catch it. She went over and she touched somebody on television with AIDS. On her show, brought the the man with HIV on and interviewed yes. him. Yes, interviewed him, reached over and touched him. Compassion. She had a lot of compassion. A lot, and this movie is going through the whole life. It's just going through the whole life of Tammy Faye Mesmer. Oh, she also did that show with the gay guy Jim J. Bullock. Jim J. Bullock. They had their own t- on their show. Yes, I, I, I think in her own way, a, she was very, very supportive. Yes, I just recently read an article about him. If you want to see a, a really good movie, of the, they're probably going to use some of it. Was the eyes of Tammy Faye? Yes. That was fantastic. The Eyes of Tammy Faye was so good. I watched it. Fantastic. It is. It is. It was Jessica so Chastain good. was so in that role. Yes, she was. Yes, I she was. I watched it having been of that time, and I thought she portrayed it just absolutely yeah, perfectly. Me too. 
Me too. I was because my um I have on my mother's side of the family is in North Carolina. Most of them is also in Washington, but in North Carolina. And I remember just the whole Tammy Faye and the PTL being so big there. And and then when they started mocking her, you could get into I ran into Tammy Faye in the mall t shirt. Yes, I ran into Tammy Faye in the mall, and it just had makeup all over it. And it looked like her. And it looked yes, yes. So that's something to look forward to. But the fact that Elton John is doing the score is even better. Oh my God, he did Lion King and Adia. Yeah, and he did a couple other with Tim Rice that I can't even think of the names of them now. Yeah, yeah. So this past week was also with this past weekend was the MTV Video Music Awards, and in it, Billy Eichner calls out the homophobes on the Supreme Court. Sure did. Did you see? I, sure did. He was actually meant to come up, and he was supposed to announce um, "Panic at the Disco," and before he and before he started reading the the prompter, uh, the teleprompter, he sat there and he just went off, and I mean, he went off. We are not letting them drag us back into the last century. Is <laughs> pretty much what he is in a nutshell. What he said, but it was a lot. It was a lot. He rebuked the Supreme Court and pushed for more queer love stories on screen. Speaking of which, doesn't Bros come out soon? Yes, yes, and that's what he was. That's why he did it. He was, um, he was on a promotional tour for his new movie Bros, which co-stars Luke McFarlane. It's a, it's a LGBTQ inclusive romantic comedy, a comparative rarity in Hollywood. It's supposed to be Hollywood's first. It is. It's with all gay cast. With an all cons- consists entirely of LGBTQ actors who will play both queer and heterosexual characters. Hallelujah. Yeah. So before introducing Panic at the Disco, he urged fans to all be there in theaters on September 30th for his new show. His new show. And doing so, he claimed, would send a message to the Supreme Court and to conservative lawmakers who have proposed anti-LGBTQ legislation nat- nationwide. Vote.org. His exact words were, we need to show all the homophobes like Supreme Court, like Clarence Thomas and all the homophobes on the Supreme Court that we want gay love stories and we support LGBTQ people. For the record, the Supreme Court justices are not in charge of greenlighting romantic comedies. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. He says, we are not letting them drag us back into the last century because they are in the past and bros is in the future. Are you with me, VMAs? And everybody screamed. And then he started now. The, The younger generation gets it. Yes. And I think all this political hullabaloo is going to backfire on them. I think so, too. Because it keeps getting, it's it's like a monster. It just keeps growing and growing. They're not happy enough with one win. Then they want to go after this. Right. They want to go after that. We're back to the 80 culture wars. Right. I'm not going back to right. the 80s, that part. No. And then Dove Cameron, her little speech was awesome. She won Best New Artist. Uh-huh. And she dedicated it to, thank you for supporting the person and the artist that I am. And this goes out to the trans community. Oh, yay. Good for her. What a way to make a statement. Yes. And the VMAs is the place to do it, too. 
that's a lot of statements have been made over the years. I remember in the 80s, that was the statement about women, you know, women power and the power of women. Madonna and the dress. Madonna and the dress. The, the wedding dress. The wedding dress, doing like a virgin. Uh, little Kim. Little Kim coming out with oh. just one boob open with one pasty on it. Nicki Minaj, her speech was great. Mm, yeah. She gave props to all the people that led up to Nicki Minaj. Good, because a lot of people, you know, it's like that's who makes them and who is keeping their... Wheels greased. Yes. Yeah, we keep the wheels greased. So we the, do. The fans do. And you know who else got greased was Mainskin. Manskin? Yeah, with the assets. Oh, yes, they did. But it wasn't just about what they were wearing or what the lead singer was wearing. Or not wearing. It was, it was or not wearing. Well, he was wearing chaps and a G-string. Yeah, but that doesn't usually happen at the VMAs. No, it doesn't. Not the G-string part. Yeah. Because no. he did turn around and... Cheek it. Right. That re and it, When he did that, it reminded me of Dead or Alive, Save You All My Kisses. Right. They did it on the concert tour. It reminded me of that, but they didn't have the chaps on. <laughs> no. They had everything else on, but not the chats. But, um, yeah... I, I just, I'm happy whenever people. Me too. You know, give glory. Get, get to win and get on their win. terms. Yes, yes. And just a little fluff, little fluff intro in here. New kids on the block, Jonathan Knight secretly wedded his partner. Backstreet's out. All right. Well, Backstreet, that's Backstreet Boys. Oh. He's from New Kids on oh. the Block. Oop, my bad. Everybody. No, <sighs> that's Backstreet Back. He, he, um, I can't remember their songs. I was just laughing about him earlier. But yeah, they actually were supposed to get married in 2019. They got engaged in 2016. They were supposed to get married in 2019, but then COVID happened. Of course. So so he was with um he was pretty much he has a he has a season called um on HGTV, he has a show called Farmhouse Fixer. And I've so watched he, that. So in the middle of the interview with Entertainment Tonight, he casually used the word husband while answering a question about the second season. Um, Whoopsie. He, he said, I slowly, brought, I, so, I slowly bought up the street. I'm starting with my mom's house. I'm working on a house for my family to come spend the weekends, and then hopefully we'll fix me and my husband's house. And just when they said that, the interviewer said, oh, did you get married? And he came out and said, that's a big question. We may have and we may not have. But then the interviewer spotted the wedding ring. And so he finally admitted, yes, we're married. Yeah, you have to. They met in 2008 through a mutual friend. His husband, Rodriguez, is now, he is a personal trainer. They tied the knot. They looked to tie the knot in 2021. But, of course, COVID happened. Right. I remember that. I remember COVID. Yeah, me too. So, just to leave off from that little fluff piece, there was a big thing that happened in Roanoke, Texas at a drag brunch. This is the third drag brunch in Texas that there's been. Yeah, a, but this one, the tables were turned. But this one happened in Roanoke out at Anderson's Restaurant. And... The owner, let's give some back some backstory on here. It's called Anderson Distillery and Grill. And the owner, Jay Anderson, wrote on Facebook, It was never my intention to host an event that would result in controversy, hate, and divisiveness. It is my, my intention to welcome people from all walks of life. 
This live entertainment will be similar to a variety show with professional drag artists lip-syncing, dancing, and performing comedy routines. The show will be hosted by my son, Bailey, a.k.a. Trisha Delish, who will ensure the show remains clean. No foul language, no sexual content, no erotic behavior. Performers will be fully clothed. Music will not contain explicit lyrics. Now... That goes back, I think I say hooray for your, your son being a drag queen and doing the show. But that is the go back. Now, who shows up but some right-wing protesters and some left-wing protesters? And because it's Texas. Some on both sides are heavily armed with semi-automatic rifles, and they faced off. Can you imagine? They faced off. I know. I know. I hope that we never have this kind of Texas problem with the guns here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a drag show. And the drag show was sold out. It's just a drag show. So mass left-wing protesters carrying rifles were confronted by people opposed to the event. One opponent told um, an interviewer, I'm here to support people that don't indoctrinate and groom little eight-year-old kids. Oh, exhausting. I know. I know. But how great that they actually were met with. Yeah. With opposition. You know, how great that they were met with opposition. They just had that same problem over the weekend in Modesto, California. They decided they were going to have a straight pride. Oh, And straight pride also happened to, to coincide at an abortion clinic. Oh, oh, my gosh. So needless to say, it turned into a melee. Right. Right. Can't we just get along? Rodney exactly. King, 1992. Just let's get along. And speaking of which, it's that time of day again. Oh, girl. This has been Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour, the most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind. Remember to fight the good fights. Always swing first and let justice roll. We are one human family, somewhat dysfunctional, but still one human family. Word. I am your host, DJ Crazy JC John. Remember, life is way too serious to be taken seriously. Seriously. I love you. I love you. And we will see you, you next, next Tuesday. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, talent. Come on, drag brunches. Come on, drag battles. Come on, Texans. Come on, Tammy Faye Baker, epic biopic by Elton John. Yes, Tammy Faye. Oh. Jimmy. Jimmy. 